0: It is now 10.03, and Comcast is ready for us to start, one, two, three, four, five. I have a quorum. You want me to use a gavel? I never use a gavel. Hey, guys. Good morning. This meeting of February the 14th, 2017 is now called to order, and in love, we're going to let Commissioner Michael Udine, lead us in the pledge. <laughs> Nobody loves you. pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with
1: liberty and justice
0: for all. It is customary with this county commission that we recognize and have a moment of silence for the brave men and women who are serving our country, both here and abroad. Additionally, at this time, I'll ask if any commissioners have anyone from their district that they'd like to recognize. Commissioner LaMarca.
2: Well, sadly, he wasn't from my district, but uh, the great jazz singer Al Jarreau passed away on Sunday at 76 years old. So uh, I know we all uh, have great taste in music. You love Al Jarreau, so we'll, we'll miss his music.
0: Yes. Anyone else? with that we'll have a moment of silence. Thank you. You may be seated. I'm sure you were enjoying the music coming from our loudspeakers here. Commissioner Fur is responsible for our song selection this morning. It is called Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. 90's. Today. Yes. No, no, that was awesome. I thought you were going to pick some Bon Jovi since Bon Jovi was in town. But, I you know, shot through the heart okay. in your teeth. No? Okay. <laughs> Before the, uh, we move to the agenda, I wanted to start with the Broward Means Business moment by recognizing Lighthouse Point Marina, which is located in Commissioner LaMarcus' district, So um, will Maureen Canada and Commissioner Lamarca please join me at the podium. Whereas the Lighthouse Point Marina is family-owned and operated, uh, full-service marina located in the heart of the small seaside community of Lighthouse Point, Florida, and...
2: Whereas Don Speaker, entrepreneur and businessman from Wisconsin, along with his wife, Mary, who's here today, came to Florida in 1964 wanting to purchase a marina. With the help of Mary's parents, they purchased the Little Lighthouse Point Yacht Basin.
0: And... Whereas during Don's 32-year tenure at the marina helm, he established a reputation for being everyone's best friend. Civic duty was the norm in the Spiker household, and it was very evident by the number of community organizations Don and Mary belonged to.
2: And whereas in 1997, it became the speaker kids, Debbie, Maureen, and Christian, their turn to steer the company's ship, and they purchased the marina from their parents with hopes of revitalizing not only the marina, but the surrounding property and...
0: Whereas the Speaker Kids opened an 83-seat casual waterfront dining experience called the Naughty Dog Marina Cafe in 2010, where dining with your dog is a favorite option for many patrons.
2: And whereas the Lighthouse Point Marina has been a prominent business in the city for 52 years, it employs approximately 70 people from the area and it is a founding member of the Lighthouse Point Chamber of Commerce. Together with the Naughty Dog, the company sponsors local teams, fishing tournaments, block parties, and gives away plenty of gift certificates to charities. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed proclaimed by by the Board Board of County County Commissioners Commissioners of Broward Broward County, County, Florida
0: Florida, that the Board hereby
2: designates Tuesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, as
0: Broward Broward Means 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 Business, Business, Lighthouse Lighthouse Point, Point, Marina Marina Day, in Broward County, Florida. Thank you. There you you go. (laughs)
2: And Mayor, if I might real quick, uh, Commissioner Udine, there are a lot of boats in, from Parkland, labeled as from Parkland, that are in Lighthouse Point, so you may want to come visit. I the in Wonderful. We, the Marina Matters in Parkland. We ha- also have one of our city commissioners who's a uh, uh, battalion chief at Port Everglades, Kyle Van Buskirk, who's here, who's a Lighthouse Point resident. Uh, also some other supporters of the Marina, but I also wanted to mention just one thing that uh, it's fantastic that the uh, family does. Actually, Christian works with an organization called Freedom Fighter Outdoors, and they're a spinoff of uh, Wounded Warriors. Uh, they did so much, so much good work that Wounded Warriors said, go start your own organization. And they're based in Lighthouse Point, and they do a fishing trip and tournament out of Lighthouse Point Marina with uh, usually about a dozen or 20 Wounded Warriors from, uh, from our current conflicts and, and wars, and uh, just want to give them uh, accommodation for that as well.
3: Thank you uh, very much for this recognition, Um, and uh, this proclamation actually is very detailed and uh, very well written, and in fact, many of the things that I was going to mention this morning are listed in the proclamation, Um, but I'll go ahead and just uh, give a little detail, uh, something that I wrote, uh, and I'd like to share with you. Um, Over a half a century ago, our father, Don Speaker, had a vision to own and operate a marina in South Florida. He turned that vision into reality when he and his bride moved from Milwaukee and purchased a small marina in Lighthouse Point with the financial backing of my my mother's parents. Originally known as the Yacht Basin, our father seemed to understand early on the growth potential of boating and fishing in Broward County. The marina was one of the original sponsors of the Pompano Beach Fishing Rodeo, and he personally spearheaded the development of the all boat ramp off 14th Street Causeway via the Rotary Club of Pompano Beach. Ownership of the 980 AM radio station soon followed, and that business welcomed the Goodyear Blimp during a parade in 1979. The success and growth of Lighthouse Point Marina over the years allowed our parents to contribute back to this community as well as mentor their children with the hope that one day they would too take over the marina. 20 years ago my sister Debbie Edwards my brother Christian speaker and I purchased the Lighthouse Point Marina Corporation from our parents we put all of our assets on the line secured a seven million dollar loan and began the arduous job of turning Lighthouse Point Marina into an updated multi-use retail and townhome development with a project the likes of Lighthouse Point had never seen before the townhouse unit sold out within a year Of construction and the successful 83 seat Naughty Dog Marina cafe is a frequent destination spot for locals and tourists alike the marina contains 100 slips for recreational boaters up to 80 feet and we sell approximately 750,000 gallons of fuel annually we host numerous fishing tournaments and we have the wounded warriors and the freedom fighters as Commissioner Lamarca mentioned The success of Lighthouse Point Marina has much to do with its prime location and the brooding capital of the world, our very own Broward County. Our business has grown and developed along with this amazing community, and we are honored to be recognized today. Indeed, we are grateful. We are grateful to our parents for the opportunity they have provided for us. We are grateful to our customers and friends who choose to frequent our business time and time again We understand, too, that our success is dependent on our amazing staff, 70 wonderful men, women, and young adults who show up weekends and holidays and offer kind and courteous service with a smile. We we thank all those who took time out of their busy schedule to be with us here today. And on behalf of my brother and sister, I would like to thank Broward County Commission for this honor. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Lamarca, for that. Um
4: it was so nice hearing you and, and Commissioner Lamarca do a joint unison. I hadn't heard good. that. It was like together. I think you guys we you do. guys may have a nice singing group there, both of you.
0: Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> we live together in perfect harmony. Um okay. So our next proclamation is going to be given by none other than Vice Mayor Beam Fur, and it's for Water Matters Day. <laughs> Team Beam. Oh Beam, it's Valentine's Day. Do you know how Beam got his name? Oh, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't tell him. <laughs> tell him Beam. Tell no, him. I'm not gonna tell him. Little sisters, <laughs> little sisters. Little
5: sisters. I will blame it on my little sister. Okay. But I'm going to leave it at that.
0: Yeah, it looks good on you. matches my tie.
5: matches my tie. Beaming.
0: I'm going to tell him, Beam.
5: Oh, boy.
0: All right. Well, his little sister named him because of Valentine's Day. She wanted to write, Be Mine, and she wrote Beam instead. Right. So couldn't he's been, spell. She he couldn't spell. Beamy
5: Valentine. Beam my that Valentine. I, I was defenseless. Oh, so well. Oh,
0: <laughs> So there? it's
5: my day. It's, my, it's like, almost like a your birthday. Day. Let's get back to this real quick.
0: <laughs> the uh, we're here for the Water Matters
5: Day, <laughs> and this is this has been one of the most successful events that the county has been doing for years, um, in in making sure that we can serve water throughout the county. In fact, it's so successful I think that every one of us one of us now feels. Guilty when we leave the water running, when we brush our teeth, which we I know I know Mark doesn't do that, right, Mark? You don't do that, or when we're shaving. So, if it's gotten to that point, it's been very successful, um, and it's going to be on March 11th at Treetops Park. Uh, lots of people go there. You can go there. You can get free trees, learn all kind of gardening techniques. Um, kids are there. All the high schools are there. So it's it's worth going to. And I'd like to. And with me today are Lorraine Myers from the South Florida Water Management
6: District.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: And Lisa Malenkovich from School Board. And Rob Cornahens from Broward Workshop. Uh, Glenn Hedwin from City of Fort Lauderdale,
8: I think. Mike Bailey.
5: And Mike Bailey from City of Cooper, Cooper City. City of Cooper City. Probably don't have to say City of. Um, Cassandra Myers from City of Hollywood. And Doug McKay from Southwest Ranches. Anybody else from water for water matters then, that we that we left out? Okay, okay, great. They're all here with me. I'm gonna read a proclamation, and uh, if you guys want to be behind me, we, we can do that, and then we can do a picture and just. Say. Don't block Rob, please. Yeah, yeah don't block Rob. Hi, you with us? What, your Mike. Oh, Mike. Okay. Okay, here we go. Um, whereas Broward County, in partnership with local governments, water management agencies. Businesses, environmental organizations, and Broward schools have demonstrated dedication to water conservation activities, projects, and education, and whereas partners and co-sponsors for the 15th annual Water Matters Day event to be held on March 11, 2017 at Treetops Park include the Broward County Board of County Commissioners, South Florida Water Management District, Broward Workshop, School Board of Broward County, Town of Davie, City of Cooper City. City of Coconut Creek, City of Fort Lauderdale, City of Hollywood, Town of Southwest Ranches, Central Broward Water Control District, South Broward Drainage District, Old Plantation Water Control District, Broward Family Life, Clark Hunter Industries, and Rainbird, and whereas, I'm glad Rainbird's in there though, whereas Water Matters Day 2017 celebrates the active engagement of Broward's residents and community partners in water conservation efforts with the theme Community, Climate, Connected. And whereas water conservation activities and NatureScape Broward landscape techniques support energy savings, greenhouse gas emission reductions, and carbon sequestration, sequestration fundamental to the county's climate change initiatives. And whereas through these activities, Water Matters Day 2017 supports the environmental message we celebrate as part of related Earth Day, Arbor Day, and clean air events. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of Broward County Commissioners of Broward County that the Board hereby designates March 11, 2017, as Water Matters Day in Broward County. Florida thanks and thanks the partners and sponsors of this year's Day of Family Fun and Environmental Education at Treetops Park and encourages Broward County residents to continue their efforts as water managers at home and work. And just uh, in addition to this, I just wanna say, I don't have the number, but the, the millions upon millions of gallons that have been saved uh, is phenomenal. Uh, census, I think there's been a 20% reduction in use of water throughout Broward County because of efforts like this. So I, I know our, division, our environmental division has been a big part of that, and really kudos to them for doing such a great job, and I know they'll be out there. And I want, Anybody would like to speak? Possibly. No? no? Okay. Oh, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Why not?
9: Actually, this is a personal note. I just want to say to my sweetheart on Valentine's Day, I love you Maureen Canada.
5: All right.
9: <laughs> she was just up here, so. Oh.
4: Very good use of the mic there. Very good use of the mic there.
5: Okay. <laughs> <top> that <laughs> it's gonna be hard. To be-
2: He's
0: still going to block
4: me, even if he's down Oh, no. Come on. Come on. Let's go. On deck, look at all well that. Look
7: at his <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay,
4: oh, where are oh, oh, tie. Where do you from oh, with a red tie? Oh, wait. No, wait. i got to do this for Dean. i got to stand
10: in the middle. Oh, God.
4: Look at him. Oh, he's not going to feel good. Look at him. Oh,
0: it. my God. Look at
4: that. But Dean's not feeling good. Yeah, my mind is hearts <laughs> all
0: the time. <laughs> what are you doing with this? Okay, come on. You should have had on red today.
7: Yes. Sorry, I got
0: to Move that out of the way.
6: Okay. Yeah. Who's <laughs> there? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
2: Before we start, if I might, uh, City Commissioner Kyle Van Buskirk, in an effort of Water Matter Days, please get our reuse water done tonight at your meeting.
0: Yes, sir. Oh, look at that. All righty. And our final proclamation for this morning. Well, it's on International Childhood Cancer Day. That will be given by Commissioner Michael Udine. And would Crazy Ray please come to the podium? That's what he wants to
6: This is Crazy Ray because he yes. says Crazy Ray on his shirt, and it's and Randall Slapikus, the founder. Whereas childhood cancer is an especially tragic, rarely occurring form of cancer, accounting for approximately 1% of all cancers diagnosed each year. Whereas a great number of children, 10% of whom are infants, are nevertheless impacted by childhood cancer, and it is estimated that every year more than 250,000 children and adolescents under the age of 20 are diagnosed with cancer. Whereas 80% of these children are from low- and middle-income countries where health systems are weak and health services are often inaccessible and unaffordable. Whereas the most common forms of childhood cancer are leukemia, brain cancer, and cancer of the central nervous system. <clears throat> Whereas cancer, childhood cancer is the first leading cause of death for children under 15 years old. Whereas the toll cancer takes on a child and the child's family is unimaginable, as a child must put their lives on hold as they and their families cope with high treatment costs, stress, and the difficulties associated with caring for their families while being with their children for treatment. Whereas throughout this time we remember that these burdens are shared by countless dedicated healthcare professionals, organizations, and parent advocacy groups who work tirelessly to lift the spirits of children suffering from cancer and offer a variety of service to assist the families. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Board designates Tuesday, February 14, 2017, as International Childhood Cancer Day, Awareness Day in Broward County, Florida. And I'm going to present this to Crazy Ray and his son. It really is Crazy Ray. So, do you wanna, let's do a picture up in the front also.
11: Just to let you know one thing, because my son
5: is shyer than me. Uh, we just
2: inaugurated today. Uh, we, we're at the Broward General with the Salu Foundation uh, Children's Hospital with the toy cart going around giving toys to the kids. And I'll tell you, my 17 years of being on this earth, nothing brings you more joy than seeing a kid get a new toy and that smile on their face. And that's a big reason why we do it. I'd like to leave you all with something to think about because today is Valentine's Day. I'm sure all of you got something for your significant other. But to me, Valentine's Day is a day we thank those who open their hearts to us and remind us to open our hearts to those around us.
0: All righty, so we are going to now start with our morning meeting. And for those of you out there, I've got a few public participation reminders. For those in the audience that wish to participate today, please turn off or silence your cell phone. Any member of the audience who wishes to address the county commission on any item on today's agenda, please come forward and fill out a speaker form located to my right on the dais. I do not have any as of yet, is that correct? Okay, if you wish to speak on an item, you must fill out a speaker form. If you want to speak on that item then, and that item is taken up, you will not be allowed to speak if we do not have the form. When you're called upon, you will have three minutes to speak. Please keep your comments brief into the subject being discussed. We ask for those of you in the audience to respect the views of the others speaking today. Do not uh, applause, cheer, boo, catcalls, or anything like that after the speaker's uh, comments. Okay, down to business. I'm going to read the Tuesday morning memo. Consent items are items numbered 1 through 31. Regular items are items numbered 32 through 40. I request the following withdrawals and scrivener's errors. There are no withdrawals, no scrivener's errors. Without objection, I request that items 34, 35, and 37, as amended, be moved to consent. Additional information on the regular meeting, item number 37, Commissioner Rich would like to add the words or prohibit to the proposed firearm priority statement. So that the first line in the statement will read, the board supports legislation, allowing local governments to regulate or prohibit firearms in government owned buildings and facilities. Additional material to the regular meeting, item 1C to 1E, board appointments. Meeting and workshop corrections. There's on 3 8 2017 at 12 noon instead of 1:30 p.m. There is a charter review commission governmental in the governmental center, 115 South Andrews Avenue, room 430, um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida 33301. With that, that concludes the reading of the Tuesday morning memo, and I'm going to look to my dais and for polls. I will start to my right, Commissioner Holness. I mean, Commissioner Geller.
8: Thank, thank you, Madam Mayor. I'd like to pull twenty-five and twenty-six for purpose of announcing a conflict in twenty-eight. I have a question on that.
0: Okay. Commissioner Holness,
12: if we could keep uh, thirty-four on consent uh, on, on regular. regular.
0: You said on record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just okay. for some
12: brief comments. Okay. No pulse.
0: No polls? Okay. No polls. Commissioner Bogan?
4: Number 19.
0: Commissioner Rich? No pulse. Commissioner Udine?
6: No pulse, Madam Mayor.
0: County Administrator? No. County Attorney? No. County Auditor? And there are no polls from the audience as of right now. Okay, so can I have a motion for the consent agenda minus items number 25, 26, 28, and 34 will stay on regular. Second. And 19. And 19, 19, sorry. Okay, so all those in favor of the consent agenda as amended, signify by saying aye. aye.
8: Aye.
0: All opposed? Let the record show that that passes unanimously. Okay, item number 19 is the first item pulled from consent. That's Commissioner Bolgan. Do I have the floor? Yes, you have the floor.
4: Uh, Bertha, is uh, Alan uh, the person that would be, well, Alan Garcia? Alan
7: Garcia. Is he here? Yes, Mr. Garcia.
4: Good morning Mr. Garcia. Good morning Commissioner. Um, you want to award a uh, million dollar contract, a little under a million dollar contract to a company that has a 2.27 poor rating and has had nothing but negative comments
9: and I'd like to know why. Um, we looked at the, the, the two performance reviews. The, I believe the 2.27 was a older review. There has since been, I believe it was a 2.75 review um, that was posted and. They did show improved work. Now they have not worked for us. These are these are other other agencies within the county that they that they did. And um to, you know, with the two point seven five rating, that wasn't adequate to um, to have them um, it, not there, selected as a response. I, I
4: see no backup anywhere in here showing a two point seven five. Where is that? It
9: was, it was attached, Commissioner, to the PVMI. The, um, Response: If you look at that, it's um, attached. For two um, interim performance evaluations, it was on page.
4: It barely. Okay. Page three of the
0: attachments.
4: Now, so, if you don't mind, we've been asked. Uh, we've been asked to approve a contract here for a little about a million dollars to a company with with comments saying specific safety issues regarding MOT and worker safety were noted. A contract upper management and supervisory staff has issues with properly managing day-to-day operations. Contractor needs to improve understanding on documentation required. Um, everything on here has been negative. It has a poor performance rating. It barely now you're saying just nudged up, just barely from poor to maybe fair. And I would, and this is my district, um, and I would ask my fellow commissioners um, to not approve this. Because we're proving a company that is, that's poor at, you know, poor at worst, maybe barely fair at best, and I think that the county deserves better. I mean, I, this is not a $5,000 contract or a $1,000 contract. This is something that's in a neighborhood on North Broward, and you're giving a contract for a million dollars that to a company that has not proven itself. And so um, I'm done with questions. You know, Mr. Garcia, I appreciate your time. And I would ask my fellow commissioners to not approve this company.
7: Okay.
0: All righty. I have um, comments from county administrator, um, assistant county administrator.
9: I have just a point of clarification um, that these are interim um, performance evaluations. They weren't final because the projects are not completed. And, um, And also in the PBMI response, I just wanted to make sure you were uh, privy to the information there where it talked where we put a statement in there about that the project manager has um, Noted that there has been improvement in the performance and that they're um, monitoring the project on a daily basis and they have seen improvements since they've been on top of
4: why does the county always need to have problems, whether you look at the courthouse, the runway, we always have to have lawsuits and contractors, there's always problems. There are great contractors out there that, that deserve the bid, they deserve the contract. Why do we need to even deal with companies, go from fear, oh, they barely improve themselves, why do we need to do this? I mean, why don't we ask for companies that are excellent and only that are excellent? You know, we have the, the leverage here, and I don't understand why we'd want to deal with a company that, uh, you know, they've had problems in the past. And, um, okay.
7: yeah, yeah. So I have a queue going.
4: No, first okay. one. So,
7: Dorothy, do you no, want to go I, as well? I, I just okay. wanted to, to clarify. We, in, um, in this particular case, because we know specifically what we were looking for, this was a bid. So, this wasn't. Uh, an RFP because if you in an RFP you could actually you have um, more opportunities to address some issues but in a bid where they met all of the specific requirements of the bid you know I'll have to defer how we how might we not award if everything else was in place but um, in this particular case that might also add to the fact that it was not something where we felt we had a lot of discretion if they met the the, the basic requirements of the bid and knowing that um, this is something that we are aware of uh, as it relates to these companies um, the project manager would ap- absolutely be on notice that this is something they would have to monitor. so we would really have to work with our procurement code to address Well,
4: we as commissioners have the discretion to not approve. I'd rather go, uh, as as Commissioner Holness always talks about, a a company that's a small company, maybe a minority company that does business. Some company that's a a good company, local, that that we're proud of. That we're proud of. And and not one that has has had interim ratings of poor and and barely nudges up the fair. So I I, uh,
0: stand on that. All right, you standing down? All right, good. Commissioner Lamarca, followed by Commissioner Holness, followed by Commissioner Ryan.
2: Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Ms. Henry, if I could ask Alan Mr. Garcia to come back up for just a brief moment. Uh,
7: Um, Mr. Garcia.
2: I know that the six years that I've been here and preceding that, a lot of these neighborhood projects happen in northeast Broward, Pompano, Deerfield areas that were annexed after we went through that um, unincorporated annexation, especially in that area, and they were still, we're still finishing some up, or they're pretty much done now, but this is a very uh, challenging project. And the, and the neighbors, uh, the neighborhoods, when they're going on, obviously want them to finish as soon as possible. And it's, it's a very tenuous time, and your roads are ripped up, and that's something you deal with all the time. So kudos to you to have the, still mostly dark hair, so I don't know how you do that. But um, pl- please tell me if you would, what's your, what is your assumption of the,
9: from looking at this, Had you you'd not worked with this company before? We have not worked with this company before okay. the the um, ratings that uh, Commissioner Bogan refers to I believe were for some work for the transit, but it was not related to utilities and and our our staff did have concerns because of 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 the experience and some of the feedback and we did spend a lot of time trying to vet that and I believe as as miss Henry said there wasn't enough to to say you know you've you, pass this bidder up and go to the next one. But you know, I will say we we did have concerns. We 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 share concerns over the experience of, of this vendor. Okay. Um I I know that I'm
2: looking at this list and I see Giannetti and Mancon and Roadway and you know companies that have done a lot of work here in, in Broward County and I know it's a it's a numbers issue so I'm not going to say let's go let's let's not worry about what the prices are, but even with the quality contractors that I just mentioned, we had Significant, you know, neighborhood concerns, complaints, and that's just that's that's uh, a non-construction person living in the middle of a construction site, and I understand that. And you've managed those issues tremendously well. Um, I appreciate my colleague pulling this uh, and and the concern. I guess my my question is, uh, do you see procurement? If you're just you and I are just having a conversation, do you see a reason not to use this this company? after your concerns
9: I, I think the review is that there wasn't enough to to throw their bid out but I would say going forward I would be very cautious and we, we would definitely have to give a lot of attention and, and not a lot of leeway to if something slipped this work is going to involve putting water water services and sewer services on private property That's normally not our scope. We're out in that right away with the streets Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So it's a little bit different. Um, It doesn't affect, you know, travel flow, but it is working on private property, which obviously each individual homeowner is more sensitive. So I would say if if this vendor was awarded the bid, we certainly would put more staff resource on it and make sure that from day one that project goes well. And if it doesn't, then we're going to need to address it right away and, and not, you know, Give give this contractor a lot of um, leeway in the quality of his performance. Okay,
2: so the only thing I only thing I would add is, we were critical of one of our contractors uh, at the airport, the Terminal Four East project. Uh, at least I was, um, just from history knowledge and things like that. And the, air, the they've been succeeding, succeeding the project very well. And the airports worked. Hard. My only concern is what you just said is, you're going to put more resources on it, so ultimately the the public will pay more and. In tax, you know, of your dollar, you'll spend more of your tax dollars managing a company that had a 928 as opposed to, I don't, I don't know the other company either, Plumber Mike's, um, but it is plumbing work. I guess it's, it's less road work. So you, you, the difference in those two, you may end up putting the resources in there, and I don't know either of these companies. Oh,
9: when I say resources, I mean, obviously, we're going to have our field inspection out there every day, but I'm going to certainly want our, our project manager till we get that comfort level that everything is going well and that there's no problems and, and, and the, the residents continue to be happy, um, I would certainly have my project manager spend a lot more time going out in the field and working with them, too. Um, I know some of the reviews were they didn't know the paperwork involved and stuff like that. Certainly, yes, sometimes new, newer contractors, contractors that aren't working with the county, you've got to babysit them more and work them, walk them my, through my the process. My biggest concern
2: is, is less the paperwork, more the I folks in the field, and if, if you're comfortable with the folks in the field, and, that, and that's, Leisureville was a very similar project. We had people in literally on people's property Absolutely. the entire time because it was so small. Um, okay, thank you for your answers. Appreciate it.
8: Madam Mayor, to
2: put me in queue, please.
0: Commissioner Holness? Uh,
12: county yeah. attorney, uh, and based on what our county administrative said, do we have any legal issues with uh, not voting for uh, this item, this, this contract?
13: You, um, as a board, have the authority to determine this um, bitter, unresponsible, non-responsible at this stage of the proceedings, uh, based on a number of poor evaluations. I, I believe that that um, would be within your discretion. Okay.
12: And and if I if I may, uh, County Administrator, could I get uh, Mr. Garcia back up? County
7: Administrator. Mr. Garcia.
12: Would it take us much more time if we were to go to the next bidder? And would that cause any, any issues?
9: I, I don't believe from a time perspective it would. Um, you know, we've, we've also, I believe, gone through and vetted the second low bidder and, and felt very good. And I will say this though. Um, and staff just pointed this out to me on the, the current lowest responsive bidder, they did provide references on some work down in Dade County where they did get good, good good references and and one of them was a residential development so obviously that did involve some some utility work i don 't know if the issues they had were more related to they didn't have the experience you know on the transit side or they just didn 't perform well for them um, but as far as as plumber Mike's now, I do know staff has already checked their, their um, references and are very comfortable with, with what they've found on Plumber Mike. So I don't believe we would lose any significant time on that.
12: Okay, thank you.
0: Commissioner Ryan, followed by Geller.
9: Alan,
10: you're going too far. I think about. you
7: should just stay there. Just stay right, right there in the front.
10: Do you know what the performance evaluation
9: is for the second low bidder from Mikes? I don't believe they have any county um, projects that they've worked on um, because they are a specific plumber um, so i don't I don't know that answer but I don't believe they had any county evaluations to, to my understanding
10: so we we're not certain whether we're going to have any um, enhanced Uh, performance on on the job with Plumber Mike's because we don't have any evaluation of them, is that correct?
9: And and they just evaluate the references that Plumber Mike provided um, in the bid. So um, what about the other three? I I don't believe we went down to to the um, uh, (laughs) below the second uh, um, vendor um, because of the fact that the second vendor's uh, references did check out. I will tell you from our experience, obviously, ManCon is the contractor that did the work in that area. Um, but I'm not familiar with DBF construction nor roadway construction. So this is
10: work to, um, to install, I guess, the laterals from a main water sewer line that's, that's coming in. Uh, how many properties are going to be serviced under this contract?
9: I believe it's approximately 170 <coughs> properties. Right.
10: Um, I think there was an inquiry about if, if we were to, I guess we have a choice, according to the county attorney, we could just go ahead and determine that uh, the low bidder was in fact non-responsive and we can go to number two. Um, to the county attorney, do we have uh, the discretion since there's not a rating, a performance rating for number two, to just jump to number three?
0: Think about that for a little bit. Right. How about we defer this item? Can we defer this item?
7: Yes. Okay. One,
0: one question. I'm, and, I'll, and I'll let you ask your questions. But well, the reason why I'm going to defer it because if she has to think about whether or not you can jump to three and two doesn't have the appropriate paperwork, the staff needs to come back <coughs> to us with the appropriate stuff so we can make a good decision.
14: Mayor, we can at least project.
10: Well, I'm
0: not and, rejecting and, anything. As I, soon as he comes back,
10: and I had, I had one more one more question in my he inquiry. Doesn't mayor. have what he needs. I have one more question. Okay. You have a uh, uh, performance and payment guarantee with a surety. So, uh, if there were uh, inadequate performance, sub substandard performance, um, how difficult is it to to have um, the surety come in and
9: and uh, complete the job? It's been my personal experience in the past, sometimes you'll get a surety that will say, you know, you know, this, the plans are right, whatever, things like that. Something like this, if they didn't perform, um, I don't think it would be that difficult um, for the surety to step in. A lot of times they will, and then they'll fight you and they'll, you know, they'll go back and forth to get a tied up fight with the surety. But I don't believe in the nature of this work, that there would be a lot of available um, grounds for the, the, the surety to try to not honor that Performance quarantine. And but if I, I can, can say one thing, Commissioner, because I know okay. you're talking about potentially, you know, deferring this item, one thing I will say is, from a time perspective, I still have one more item that's going to appear before the board, and that is an item where we're going to be purchasing, not purchasing, but an agreement with Coconut Creek, because the water is going to flow through their system to get to this development, and then the sewer is going to go from this development through their system back to um, uh, the, the north regional wastewater treatment plant. That is still about a month away for approval, and quite honestly, until I have that approved, I still can't turn anybody on as mm-hmm. far as water services go. So, I mean, there is some time. I don't know as far as how long these bid prices are are honored for, for. I defer that to to Brenda, but you know, there is some time that if if we want, and if you guys want us to look at references on all so these vendors, we certainly w- can. Do
0: what that. I'm going to suggest to the board members here: we have pre-board meeting inquiry for this exact type of issue. Okay. There was no pre-board meeting inquiry for item number nineteen. And for it to have this much discussion, we would have expected some PBMI on it. And I'm just saying, like when we when we're dissecting an item to this magnitude where it's gonna take a there was only one from the county auditor, there was none from this commission completely. I understand what she wants, but I have two commissioners in queue and then I'll go to the county attorney. I have Commissioner Geller followed by Vice Mayor Fur.
8: Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, question of the county attorney, again, and by the way, Madam Mayor, I may agree with postponing this because I don't know if there's anybody here from Continental. I, I, I since do. they were the low bid and I prefer to hear from them before we disqualify them if that's the intent. But uh, to the county attorney, the issue of responsiveness is fairly easy to determine either filled in the blank or you didn't. The issue of responsibility is a little tougher uh, where we're talking right now about determining them not to be a responsible uh, bidder. Do we have criteria that says you must be, in in order to be responsible, you have to have a 2.5 rating or better, anything like that? Or uh, I'm concerned if we just determine that they're not responsible. Do we have any potential, should we expect a lawsuit from the whether it be successful or not?
13: You have criteria. Your procurement says that the awarding authority, which is you in this instance, may consider the following factors without limitation. Debarment or removal from the authorized vendor's list or final decree, declaration or order by a court or administrative hearing officer or tribunal, that the offer has breached or failed to perform a contract, none of which are relevant here, claims history of the offeror, and in particular, performance history on a county contract, an unresolved concern, or any other cause under this code in Florida law for evaluating the responsibility of an offeror. So, so you in this case, it would discretion? be the
8: performance history on a county contract?
13: At a minimum, that, yes.
8: Okay. Um, all right, Madam Mayor, I would just say I, I, I kind of, before we... Take any action. I think, I think Commissioner Bogan raised a good question. I'm glad he did, but I would sort of like to hear from them before they were disqualified. Okay.
0: So, Vice Mayor, Furr.
5: thank you. Um, along those same lines, when I'm looking at what the uh, initial engineers' estimate was, and what the what Continental's estimate, what their, what their final bid was, it's it's considerably below what the, what our engineers thought it should be. And it's seventeen point four nine percent below. That's when you get into that range of you're you're lowballing it, mm-hmm. and and somebody's going to come back for a change order, or they're going to sh- uh, shortchange the job. And I'm I, and I wonder, do we have a criteria there where there's such a there's a certain point where the bid can only go below the estimate, our own engineers' estimate? I,
7: I don't believe we have that, but I'll miss Billingsley. And let me have is this more of a p- Cause it, cause purchasing bid, policy issue
5: yeah cuz there's there's this is this is like a roller coaster looking okay. at these bids okay. Some, okay, things like 350 percent yep. some things are 350% below some things are 727
0: hundred below i brought this up with the auditor before yeah. these, because these, are, these are wild it's and it's wacky impressive. numbers
3: <laughs> yeah yeah,
7: yeah. commissioner there's nothing in our procurement code that prohibits us from awarding to a vendor whose bid is lower than the uh, engineers estimate what we do is work with the client agency to review the bid in its entirety to determine whether or not there's any inequities in any of the line items so based on the user concurrence that's part of the review that we take into consideration
5: don't these throw up red flags though?
7: they do and this one was vetted that's why we do our our, uh, price analyses Um, on the performance evaluations it's a periodic performance evaluation that they have here which is used uh, really, to advise the vendor of deficiencies in a contract, it's not the final performance evaluation that we have.
5: Okay, but it but it is a considerable considerably below what we thought it would cost. That's correct, and I, and that that sends red flags to me. That's all I have. Wait, I, I have I'm happy to defer this for a
0: week. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and defer the item for one week. Okay, or to the next meeting. Till the next meeting. Till the, Til the next meeting. Okay. You want a question? One thing to, to follow up Commissioner Furrier. Uh, very brief.
4: Yeah, yeah uh, Commissioner Furrier, I just want to also point out to your, uh, in, in the evaluation question, it states in the comments section that the contractor needs to improve understanding on documentation required for and extra costs claims. So, I assume that means when they, in previous contracts, when they wanted to bill for more, for more? Uh, so you know, to go to your point, how they are—they have so underbid, to, you know. And okay. um, but anyway, that's all fine.
0: right. So, point taken. I have a motion on the floor the for deferral. Defer. I need Geller. Yes. You made a motion to defer. Okay. I, have a you didn't, you didn't make
10: that I had a second. I had a second.
0: Okay, and I have a second from Commissioner Rich to defer this item until the next meeting. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Aye. Okay, let the record show that that passes six to two uh, with the Commissioner Holness and Commissioner Bogan opposing.
5: for the deferral, Yeah, for the deferral.
0: He wanted to go to the second, but we don't have time for that. And and I want to get all the information before we make a decision. So, we're moving on now to the next item pulled from consent agenda, and that's item number 25, Commissioner Geller. Thank
8: you, Madam Mayor. Items number 25 and 26 are both plat notes, uh, plat amendments, and do
0: them one behind the other. Yes, ma'am.
8: And uh, if I can read the statement, the law firm of Greenspoon Marder is counsel for items 25 and 26, which are both plat notes, and the outcome of the vote on those items could benefit the law firm. Although I am no longer with the firm, because of my prior long standing relationship and the fact that I am due some remaining compensation from the firm, I am abstaining to avoid the appearance of a voting conflict. Because I have no actual voting conflict, I remain on the dais for items 25 and 26.
10: But we'll Ma- Ma- Madam Mayor, I'd like to know when. Motion uh, to defer on when, that one? I, I, I'd like to know when Commissioner is gonna finally get his compensation from. Yeah, yeah the so would I. Uh, I'm guessing probably three, four, five months.
0: You do not have to answer that question. Commissioner okay. Geller, I thought
4: we should defer that one and bring the firm up here. Uh, I need a Gellar.
0: motion on that Fine. item.
6: Since that's in my district, I'll make the motion to approve the
0: Okay, I have a motion and a second on item 25. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that that passes eight, with one abstention. Item number 26, I need a motion to approve. So moved. All in favor of item number 26, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that that passes with eight, with one abstention. Okay, item number 28 is the next item. um, Pull from consent, and that's Commissioner Geller. Thank
8: you. Madam Mayor, I advised staff yesterday that I had a question on this. I note that the average annual wage is $52,938. If you combine the average net worth of this county commission and Warren Buffett, we're all billionaires. Um, Average net wage doesn't impress me very much. If there's one person, a CEO, who might be earning 20 million and Everybody else is earning twenty thousand. So I would advised staff yesterday that I was hoping somebody could tell me what the median annual wage is, because the average is a meaningless number.
7: Mr. McDonald. Good
11: morning, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners. Uh, to Commissioner Geller's question. The median is 51968.
2: Thank you, I'm okay. now ready to vote.
0: <laughs> okay, Commissioner Lamarca.
2: I just wanted to, in public, personally thank Mr. Sandy Michael McDonald for the hoagie from Las Padas because Florida State beat Michigan. He's a man of his word.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't get one. Madam, okay. <laughs> Madam Mayor. Okay. You're, You're welcome. Yes, Commissioner Rich? <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, I just also uh, want to thank Mr. McDonald, he came in and we talked about this, because I've uh, in my former capacity as a legislator, I've had major issues with Enterprise Florida and some of the decisions there, how they are made. And I have to say that I wish that um, actually this, the county, uh, Mr. McDonald, could not leave us, but at least go and advise and consult up in Tallahassee um, because the, the, the way this is done uh, gives us a tremendous amount of accountability. We have criteria for selection. We have all the things that I, I have seen missing. For a long time up in Tallahassee with uh, with their uh, similar type program, so I just want to say, you know, what a what a good job I think is being done here.
2: Thank I mean, before, you. before I move it, I'm just going to suggest that the governor is going to be down for a roundtable to talk about these issues and how important this is to the state. And I hope that Sandy will uh, Sandy Michael will be there with uh, the alliance to to maybe give them some better criteria.
0: Okay, Commissioner Holness, to close?
12: Yes, and, and maybe we ought to ensure that the Speaker of the House understands the importance of uh, these kind of projects. And the return that it brings to the state and to the local community. Uh, they, they don't, I believe, understand how important it is to grow our economy and create
0: jobs, and this does that. Okay, do I have a motion on item 28? Uh, motion to approve. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show item 28 passes unanimously. The next item on our agenda is a delegation request by Mr. Richard Dodge. Mr. Dodge, are you here? Wonderful, please come forward. Am I? Okay.
15: Well, good morning, and thank you. It's a great pleasure today to be able to present to the commission. I'm Dick Dodge. I'm Dean of the Helmos College of Natural Sciences and Oceanography from Nova Southeastern University. And with me uh, here at the podium uh, are uh, Dan West. He's Director of Broad Parks and Recreation. And Dr. Jennifer Girado, Director of Natural Resources Planning and Management Division. And also Derek Berkholder. He's our uh, lead yard turtles. And Stephanie Kazuf who's the director of the Broward County uh, Sea Turtle Conservation Program. We're here to inform you about the new and continuing partnership of Broward County and NSU for the Marine Environmental Education Center. Its mission is to provide outstanding marine education, interpretive learning, conservation, and research for the general public and children with a focus on endangered sea turtles. The Meek, as you may know, is part of the historic 1940s Carpenter House at Hollywood North Beach Park. And Broward Parks has restored this property and its ecology of dunes in the Hammock community, working with the state of Florida Historic Resources Division, and with NSU. The meat is also a partner with Broward Natural Resources and Planning for the Broward County Sea Turtle Conservation Program. You may not know that Southeast Florida is the second largest nesting area in the whole world for loggerhead sea turtles, and of course we have other species as well in two thousand and sixteen NSU and Broward. Monitored over 3,500 nests, the most since the program began 35 years ago. We've conducted rescues, education outreach, hatchling releases, and school presentations with over 10,000 people interactions. So I wanted to announce, we wanted to announce today in conclusion, the grand opening of the Marine Environmental Education Center. That's going to be on March 3rd. We invite the commission and the public at 9 a.m. to see the facilities, meet the staff, and to see our live resident sea turtle. So we have a short video that will, I hope, whet your appetite to attend. So if you can look at your screens.
2: Sea turtles are incredible animals. There's seven different species of sea turtles worldwide. Uh, we're very fortunate to have a number of those here.
13: They are important in the ecosystem. They eat a
3: lot of algae and seagrass off reefs which help with coral reefs. They are one of those keystone species, uh, indicator species, um, of a healthy environment. So if sea turtles are doing well then we know that sharks are doing well, fishes are doing well, seagrasses are healthy. That's what we want.
15: One of the
2: very exciting programs is a new partnership with Broward County Parks Department and our involvement with the Carpenter House Marine Environmental Education Center in Hollywood, Florida.
3: We'll have lots of of education materials and activities to go along with learning all about sea turtles.
6: One, two, three, Save the sea turtle!
15: So thank you, commissioners, for your support of this program, and importantly, thank you, County Administrator Bertha Henry and NSU President George Hanbury for your uh, instrumental support and uh, leadership in this partnership. Thank thank you. you. We have some uh, invitations and a recent publication to pass out about the, uh, we the new did. pass it out. so.
0: Okay. I've got Commissioner Lamar. Mayor,
15: if I
2: might. Uh, I want to, before okay. President okay. Uh, Dodge leaves, I want to, first of all, want to thank him for his collaboration and partnership with our, our work uh, to expand Port Everglades. Uh, the 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 impact that you make, whether it's walking the halls of Tallahassee or Washington. Uh, for, for folks on both sides of an issue, or all sides, if you, if you might. When they understand that the Oceanographic uh, Center for Reef Excellence and the work that you do with turtles, and work you do with corals, that you're part of our team, it, it's very important. And I also like to add that uh, Dr. Harado's here, and uh, Nicole and uh, Samantha, that helped uh, perform our beach project. You had record numbers of turtles, uh, turtle nesting and, and hatchlings at the same time we were uh, rebuilding a $55 million beach. So, thanks for your partnership.
15: Let me also recognize all the turtle workers from the Broward County Sea <laughs> Turtle Conservation Program. We have quite a few in the audience here.
0: The next, per- you can stay right there. I've got three more commissioners. The next person in queue is Commissioner Ryan followed by Wholeness. Hey, Dr. Gerardo. Uh,
10: I had an opportunity to tour the, the Carpenter House and at, at that time it was still, um, under construction, the, the, the renovations, um, I don't know if you know this, Vice Mayor Fur, but um, June Carpenter was, for many years, she was an employee of the City of Hollywood. And um, a big environmentalist, both her and her husband, uh, after they had both passed, she passed second. Um, the The family could have developed that parcel I mean, it's on North Beach, and and you could have had, I think there were plans to have four or five townhouses there. But instead, uh, it was sold to the county. And I am sure that she is very pleased to know that there are sea turtles swimming in her pool. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. That's our brand new resident.
0: Okay, Commissioner Holness.
12: Let me also add my thank you uh, to Nova Southeast University and your team for this great collaborative effort. Uh, that we've undertaken over the years uh, it 's great work it 's important work for our community and for the world. Thank you thank you
0: okay, Vice mayor Furr.
5: Uh, Dick it 's always good to see you here, good to see you. and uh, i know i've released i 've gone with my daughter when she was little releasing sea turtles right behind there so it's it 's pretty cool to see that happening. Um, I had a question for you about the the coastal the conference on reefs coming up in yes. in August. Do you know much about are, are you going to be involved in that?
15: Yes, well, I'm part of the planning group involved. This is the United States Coral Reef Task Force. This is a part of an signed executive order of uh, President Clinton, uh, and it includes the seven uh, states and territories that have coral reefs. They meet uh, uh, every uh, year in a different coral reef venue. So it's very important that uh, we recognize this is uh, Florida has – of the reefs in the United States of America, Florida has 74% of the coral reefs. So, uh, arguably, uh, with this task force, Florida is one of the most important members, and uh, the, the group is designed to vet issues with coral reefs and to try to protect, conserve, and promote uh, coral reef health and economic development.
5: And, this is, and, it, and it alternates every year, right? It
15: alternates every year between uh, venues. Last year it was in Puerto Rico. Uh, we're in Florida, and then uh, next year I think we'll be in... Uh, because
5: Micronesia and uh, uh, Samoa. Well, there are
15: seven territories, states and territories. That's Hawaii and Florida, Puerto Rico, Guam, Commonwealth of Northern Marianas, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a, and, it's a, a national uh, task yeah. force and is meeting here in Florida to hear all about what Florida is doing, but also nationally. So it is a big deal. Very and big I, and deal. I
5: say that for us to, to, to bring it to our attention because of... I was, at, I was talking with the DP a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I think a few, a few weeks ago I had talked about the problems with the co- coral reefs in our own backyard. At that time, 18 out of 35 species were having problems. Now it's up to 21. And in that short a period, of that's, how, that's how fast yeah, so. some things are spreading and going kind of downward. Yeah, we have
15: a serious issue of disease on our reefs, yeah. Yeah. and coupled with global warming and other uh, factors that's... Uh, It's something to take note of. And the economic importance of coral reefs is well-known here in Broward County uh, in southeast Florida, $6 billion annual income from coral reefs, 71,000 jobs, huge uh, importance ecologically and economically, so very important.
5: Yeah, and I think it's important for the county to be involved in that. Absolutely. However we can be, I think we should be, uh, because that is our – the reason people come down here for the beaches, they come down here because of the reefs. And if they're in danger – that's that's a problem we should be on the on the forefront of this, so thank you for that. I appreciate it thank that. you
0: Thank you thank you very much. okay. our next um, item on the agenda is the one that you've all been waiting for item number thirty three this is a resolution directing the county administrator to publish the he- publish a hearing um, at ten a m on March fourteenth two thousand and seventeen uh, and regarding to medical marijuana. And the ordinance that we have attached. Um, It was on regular, Uh, is there a motion to approve, or do you want to have discussion? What do you want to do? Motion
6: to approve,
0: second. Okay, all in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that passes unanimously. I attended the marijuana summit, and if you want the slides, I can forward them to you. Okay, (laughs) no, I did not. No, none of that. Um, Okay. (laughs) Item number 34 is the next item on our agenda. That was left on regular by Commissioner Holness. Commissioner Holness?
12: Yes. And on item uh, 34, uh, someone asked whether or not we're awarded to a Chinese company over an American company. Uh, Even worse, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Desi, America is not an American company, though it might have an American name. Am I correct, uh, uh, county administrator? That's correct. Uh, and, and do we have in place uh, anything that assists in helping American companies if we are bidding, if they're bidding?
7: So uh, the answer to that would be uh, yes, where we can. So if. Um, any solicitation that is 100% of county dollars, we have um, our local participation, obviously, which spans out to wherever we can we can get support. Um, many of these projects have federal participation, and the federal government, in many instances, have a Buy America provision. So, um, um, where the products. Are, um, are available in America, they will attempt to do that. And if they're not, then those companies would a- have to ask for a waiver. So this is something that's on the radar screen with the federal government, uh, certainly on our um, local um, radar screen, in that all of our bids ha- uh, or solicitations have a have a participation required. But clearly, requirement.
12: but clearly, neither of these two companies are American companies. Correct. Uh, and I understand we're going to be, Paying close attention to ensure we get the best value, and that the the work is done uh, well for for these equipments?
7: yes, um, this is a, there's a long lead time uh, to produce these cranes. Um, the only company that that we are aware of and the only country that build these low um, uh, gantry can, um, cranes are uh, is in China to make sure that we receive what it is we're paying for because it takes a long time for it to make its way here after it's built. We will have somebody during that production time um, watch the production to make sure that it meets our standards from the beginning to the end of the process.
12: Okay, Uh, with that I move the item.
0: Second. Okay, all in favor of item number number 34, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that passes unanimously. Thank you. Next item on our agenda is item number 36. It's a motion to adopt a resolution recommending that Project Polk be approved as a qualified applicant for participation in the State of Florida Qualified Target Industry Tax Refund Program, QTI. Um, Okay, Commissioner Geller, there's no audience polls right now for item number 36. Commissioner you're our first speaker. Oh,
8: thank you, first question, then a brief comment. Uh, same question I had on the prior one, which I went over with staff. Uh, again, I'd like to know what the median salary is as opposed to the average. Although I see with an average of 95000 which is a good salary, I assume the median salary will be good, but I intend to ask that question on every uh, time we get one of these. So can someone tell me what the median? salary is
7: Uh, i don't mr swindell or sandy do we have the answer to that question and
8: and again the reason i'm asking is i want to make sure it's not just one very high paying job and then the rest are you know twenty thousand dollar a year jobs
14: senator that's that's a great question and um, the application process the company goes through we don't ask for median but we can make that a part of the process. I mean, to calculate the average, it shouldn't be that difficult to calculate the median. With that number of jobs and that average being that high, I, my gut would tell me it's pretty high as well. I, I kind but, of
8: agree. But, but I
14: can't give you a specific answer right now. Okay. Um, but we will start asking for that in the Mayor, future. Mayor, good. For, in the future, I'd like to know that. And you, also,
0: you can yes, add please. it on the PBMI as well. And then that way it'll come out.
8: Uh, I did discuss this with the my no, no, and At, BS put it right. in
0: the PBMI system. Okay. So that way they give you an answer back okay. in writing. Okay, Okay. and one comment,
8: just uh, in general, you know, I always hate these, um, the paying to bring jobs. I wish Congress could pass a law making that illegal because, as Senator Rich had said earlier, we were in the legislature, we saw, and Representative Ryan, we saw a lot of these examples where companies were being paid so much to move their plants into a local area that, it was taking away most of the economic advantage because they might not have to pay any taxes for 15 years or something of that nature. Uh, so I really do have a concern about this. I wish that it was not happening anywhere in the country. On the other hand, I don't believe in unilateral disarmament. If other areas are going to give incentives to get the companies to move there, I don't think Broward County should say they should do it, but we shouldn't. But philosophically, I don't think anybody should be doing this, because it really is just taking away a lot of the advantage of having company locate. And if they're going to locate someplace in the country, everybody would stop. I think we'd be a lot better off, but like I said, I don't believe in unilateral disarmament.
0: Okay, thank you, Commissioner Geller. Uh, Vice Mayor Fur.
8: Thanks.
5: Even though this didn't uh, rise to the um, level of what we, our normal be- bench line is, I'm interested in the, in adding to our bench, our, our what what we consider um, part of our criteria, and part of that is figuring out what a multiplier is for these. And I know it's, I know multipliers are you know are, can be all over the chart. But um, I guess I'm I have a question for you, Bob. Um, do we have mm-hmm. a uh, a multiplier that, in effect, that is that you have any confidence in? Because the one that was on here, the M-Plan, whatever that is, was way off base. Uh, you can't. That's a three or four percent multiplier, which is way too high. Is there one that's in the works that would be that's going to be that will inform us better than that?
14: Thank you, Vice Mayor. Um, so we use M-Plan, which we can't alter the output of M-Plan, but we can not control the number of jobs, the salary, the industry right. classification. It's, it's a nationally respected, internationally expected benchmark, as is REMI, so we use the implant model. Um, what I would say and what I've shared with, with Sandy and, and Miss Henry is I think the implant is the most robust economic impact a project could have, and yeah. I think just the avalorum impact would be the least, and somewhere between those two would be what I would be comfortable with, because I agree with you, I don't like large numbers that I can't explain right. and ex- attract those dollars. And we're working with, with Sandy Michael McDonald's staff in the Office of Small Business, uh, Small Business Economic Development to look at what that new model will be. Um, I think it has to be more job-centric. Right now it's, it's really dependent on investment. And really our mandate from the Board of County Commissioners in our agreement is really jobs-focused. And, and I'd wanna, you know, I want to keep that focus. So I think that's the most important one. It's about skilled jobs for Broward residents. Um, so we're working on that now, and uh, we actually uh, – Sandy committed, I think, in his memo that, that we will bring something back to you through the county administrator's office that is a hybrid of what we're using now, but we're not quite there yet and what that will look like. But uh, I, I'm pretty confident that it will be something you'll, you'll be comfortable with. But it will be more reflective of the jobs as well as the investment impact.
5: If we were going to be asking someone to come up with a new model, I, I have no idea how expensive that is, but I, may, I imagine it's pretty, pretty expensive. But wouldn't it be worthwhile for us? Or for the alliance to have a, have a, more of a one that we have a little bit more uh, faith in, only because those numbers are just they're too they're too optimistic, um, in my
14: opinion. Well, they're they're yeah, I we would not disagree that they're robust, but you know yeah. a lot of them look at at payroll. So the project we're talking about right now, right, I mean it's over an 80 million dollar a year payroll at year five. So, I mean that's a lot of money exchanging hands within our county people. Right. Go into the pizza shop and the restaurants and the, and the dry, dry cleaners. So, we would think that there's a much higher, you know, impact on our community when 88 million dollars changes hands each year. So, um, that's and that again is part of the job-centric versus just the the, the avalorum or the, the commercial tax base impact.
5: Okay, and then secondly, I, I hope that at some time in the future, we're able if we're going to continue doing incentives like that, that we can go and I think you're in agreement with this, of of having the money go more toward workforce training. Where as opposed to just giving the money to the company, you're actually investing in the people there, and then, if, then there's some portability there. But we're training our own workforce. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if there's a way of kind of starting to steer our way that way, but if there is, I hope we can do that. I think, that, I think you're on board with that. But,
14: Thank um, you, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. No, I, I reflect Senator Geller's comments. I mean, and I've been quoted in the media saying, if incentives are away tomorrow, I would be okay with that as long as that was true for every other state in the country. Um, and we are conservative with incentives in Broward County. I mean, it's not easy to get one through Miss Henry's office. So I've got to be able to justify why we're doing it. Um, and I like that accountability. It, it fits my personality as well that, you know, we're using taxpayer dollars. Um, so I, I don't disagree with you. And, and my colleagues around the state and I have been talking about a more workforce training centered program because I think the companies would prefer that as well. I'd like to make the their claim process easier. It's a little uh, convoluted right now with the state of Florida. Um, so. If we can make the system better, that would be great. Has there been
5: discussion with regard to the QTI money of, of them using, of them kind of going at
14: that angle with it instead? The practitioners have been talking about that. Okay. Again, it will ultimately be the legislative issue. Right. Um, but the practitioners, the folks that do like what the Alliance does around the state, we have been talking about that as the ideal transformation okay. as we move forward. Good, good. Okay, thank you.
0: Next person in queue is Lamarco followed by wholeness.
2: Don't go away, Bob. <laughs> You um,
0: one more after that, too.
2: Also. So, just so I'm clear, and maybe the rest of the viewing public, if there's anybody watching this <laughs> meeting, is clear on how we do incentives in the state of Florida. And I, I appreciate uh, Commissioner Geller's response, um, but I had a conversation with one of our brand new state senators, and I, I'm just not quite sure everyone knows how this process works. So, if we have a company that is identified to come to Broward County, you do through site selection. And the Alliance is very involved in that, and Sandy Michaels' team is involved in that. So somebody decides they're going to sign on the dotted line, and there is a, a quote-unquote incentive package for them to do that. And they're going to bring their business, say, to Miramar and uh, Corporate Park, and they're going to manufacture something. What is, two things, What what is the breakdown city, county, and state, and then uh, how is that money, or how are those incentives uh to you probably to use what they would term in Tallahassee doled out but how are they awarded and over what period of time and how are they how are, how are they done if you could
14: tell us more thank you commissioner lamarca very much like what senator richard mentioned earlier you know the process now is especially in brower county is very transparent and it's performance based um, so the first year after that job creation occurs that the company says we're going to create um, project polk i think it's 140 jobs first year um, They'll actually, as they submit their uh, employment data to the state of Florida, which is part of their quarterly tax returns to the state for unemployment taxes, they'll actually list each employee by Social Security number what their wage was, and that's how the state says, okay, you've got 140 more employees than you had last year, and we do the average of the wage. It's Mm $97,000. You met that criteria. After that occurs, the company would receive a payment the following year. That would be applied against their taxes they pay into the system. So it could be their sales tax. Um, ad valorem tax, uh, the sales tax on ad valorem tax, um, uh, I'm probably missing a couple. But That's all right.
2: So so, so it's, it's basically cool. a credit system from the right. state of Florida after they've already performed, after they've done everything they said they would do, not just signing the dotted line. So to give clarity, they're not handing out a half a billion dollars like Solyndra or just a, a random company that we're saying, let's, we want to build, we want to start doing this business in this particular area, so they hand out a check, an incentive check. That's not what we do.
14: It's not what we do, and as you mentioned, it it is paid out over a period of time. So um, on most of the projects now, companies will do the job creation over maybe three or four years. So their payout would be over a seven or eight-year period of time. So that makes it a little bit easier for local government and the state. Um, The state provides 80% of the cost of these incentives. Uh, On bigger projects, we ask the county to split that with the cities. On smaller projects, we don't think the city and the county should be chasing you know, $20,000 paid out over four or five years. So we work with our cities directly on those types of projects. But on bigger projects like both of these that were on the agenda today, we, you know, it's a great partnership between the city and the county. Um, you may ask, and I didn't realize this until last week at Senator Valley's Appropriations Committee, but when Amy Baker, the state economist, uh, reported out, so the state picks up 80% of the cost, but the state also, for every taxpayer dollar they invest, they get $4 in return each year. So it's it's amazing and, and all Ms. Baker was able to measure was the taxes. That doesn't include all the other benefits that occur from these new jobs in the community in other so words, for the state,
2: groceries, clothes, consumables, that type of thing. Right.
14: So all those things are in above in addition to the $4 that's returned every year to the, to the taxpayers of Florida. So it's really irresponsible I think when we have the system not to make that investment to tell taxpayers will need $4 less. In the future, because this company is now in our state, I
2: appreciate you bringing up uh, that meeting that we both attended with Ms. Baker. Because I was going to ask you that as well. So there is an actual return on investment that's measured. Um, the way it works, again, so people understand, is once you've done the work you've said you're going to do as company ABC, that comes in. Yeah. Those dollars are credited against your taxes that you would pay, so they just they come off of that. So we're not handing anyone a check. I just I think it's so important that people understand Keeping that and the return on investment that we have. Um, Ms. Baker's uh, report on uh, beach renourishment was something we used when we were pushing that through the Senate uh, two years ago as well. And we should we should hold ourselves accountable. We should, we should measure. But I think folks who are still singing about corporate welfare and, and those type of things are still thinking about uh, digital domain and, and projects that were given very large sums of money to hope that they do something and they didn't do it well that's not how things are done anymore we've got the system figured out and we just need to educate our, our legislators i think at, at this point so that we can move forward and maybe the number is the number may change but the system should not go away
14: and you don't get more than you pay into the system so let's say you qualify for a $200,000 tax credit well if you only put $100,000 paid in taxes that's the maximum you would get back you don't get an addition. you don't roll that over to the following year you only get back what you put into the system the year that you're getting the rebate
0: Thank you. Okay, the next commissioner is Commissioner Holness, followed by Commissioner Ryan, then Rich.
12: Let me me thank thank both uh, you, Mr. Swindell, uh, and and Sandy Michael McDonald for the update and brief yesterday. This does provide quite a number of jobs uh, at substantial wages, which is a great thing for our community. But as we go forward to do our evaluation. And and build a system that reports to us what the benefits are. Uh, I would like to see included in that the utilization of our CBE program. A small business that I hear that we're nurturing to grow. And also how these companies uh, provide internships, some mentoring program, particularly the parts of our communities that are in great need of access to these opportunities. Can we at least look at that?
14: Very much so, Commissioner, and you know, you and I have talked about this in the past. And When we work with, with Sandy Michael McDonald's office, when we visit companies, the first visit, you know, we like to talk about non-financial incentives as well. Um, essentially, we make that the focus of our Bravo visits when we go out and see companies. Um, and we talk about, you know, if you, it, it's in your own best interest to use a certified company, Um, You know they have their their licenses, they are insured to do business, the county has vetted them. Um, By the same token, it's to your best advantage to use the Employee Florida Network and take advantage of Peer Source Broward for not only screening potential employees but for workforce training and those programs that the state will help you raise the skill set of your workforce um, and in most cases be able to credit you back 50% of the cost of training. So we sell those programs as advantages. you know, you make the case to a business person, well, you know, if you're going to pick a, a company to do drywall work or to provide services for your business, why not use a certified company list first? So they get the website and they're familiar with those programs. Um, and then we do follow-up business with the companies as well. So we definitely talk about that and make that a, a priority. And, you know, I try to you know put it in the terms of you're giving back to the community that's providing something for you. And and most business people I have found, and when we ask in the application, we ask them for how the, what kind of community stewards have they been previously as a corporation, and they'll include how they participate with the community. Um, but as we do, as you know, more and more with education, and we look for these skilled jobs in the middle, what we call middle-skilled jobs, or opportunity occupations, um, we're including that more and more in our conversation with businesses and new businesses to the community. And, and very rarely are we pushed back and we, we make those suggestions.
12: Thank you.
0: The next person in queue is Commissioner Ryan, followed by Commissioner Rich.
10: In today's um, political atmosphere, it seems like Democrats and Republicans just can't get along for anything. But I do know there is one item that we agree on is we are all interested in attracting uh, good high paying jobs. So uh, the, uh, the qualified targeted industry program has really got 180 degrees has been hammered home, and I know that Senator Rich and, and sen- then Senator Geller were were there when it was a disaster. The money was given out, and then the company might have just be, be, be gone and there was no way to recoup it. Um, one thing, I don't know if you had emphasized it, but the the money, obviously these incentives are not paid or credited against tax until after the jobs have been created. But the method by which the jobs are verified is through the records that employers have to submit to the state uh, the quarterly reports with regard to their employees. so there's no way you can fudge it. Uh, one question that I had brought up with Sandy McDonald, and if you can come up sandy uh, my my inquiry was, you have these incentives you you get uh, an industry that, that comes in and um, you know you you measure. Uh, the return on investment by direct and indirect jobs. But what evidence do we have that these industries actually take root in the community? In other words, after the incentives are gone, that they have that staying power, that they they stay and, and in fact, do they grow? Are you looking at some way to track that and give us an update on the staying power of these investments in our community?
11: So I'll take that two-phase, Commissioner. Um, As we discussed yesterday... And we'll send this report back out by the end of the week um, because we do have three new commissioners. If you recall, we, we did a chart from 2013 to 2015. We sent it out around September of last year. And it explained every QTI that was actually approved by this commission. And we did a red, red light, yellow light, and a green light. We showed the ones that had stopped for whatever reason. We showed the ones that had slowed and what the uh, challenge was. And we also showed the ones that had the green light that, based on the commission's approval, based on states negotiated approval these projects had actually happened and we at least had the year when all the jobs actually came in so we'll update that chart and that makes us that helps us to understand from beginning to at least the first year where we are what you're talking about in terms of retainage or maintaining those positions on year 3 and 5 after that's what i'll speak with our partners about to see Uh, if there's a method by which we can collect that data or how that can be impacted. But we will continue the chart that we have because it is important for you guys to know if you approved a project in 2013 that said 400 jobs. If we are now at 2016, I need to come back and simply say along with the Alliance that those jobs did happen. It was actually on track or where we were. So A, we'll get back that list to you as well as the new commissioners. And then I'll speak with the Alliance to talk about the retainage. How do we take a look at where someone is post three years? of the actual year when they met the
0: original commitment. Thank you. you. Commissioner Rich?
1: Thank you, Madam Mayor. Actually, um, Sandy, I hope that someone in Tallahassee will do the same thing that you're doing here, (laughs) so we could actually track what's going on uh, up there. And I I understand, you know, that there have been some changes because it was so outrageous uh, what was going on and I had the conversation with Mr. Swindell about digital domain and here in Broward County they looked at the balance sheet of that and decided that wasn't going to be a, a company that we should invest our money in. St. Lucie did and they lost money. So um and the and the state and there was a lot of political pressure to do that. So I was just really trying to make the point that um you know uh, I think that we are doing um you know the right thing here. Uh, and uh, hopefully the state is making the changes that are necessary. But I, I think that you know time will tell and research will tell. Because Pew Research a number of years ago uh, did a study of uh, these programs in Tallahassee. And they came back and their recommendation was that the state not fund those programs or that, that program. And that they should just give the money to the state universities for incubators and for research. And they would get a far greater uh, outcome from that than uh, what they were doing. So uh, I, I understand that there are changes that are, have been made. But um, I, again, I just would like to just say how, how well I think we're doing it in a way that is totally accountable. We have our criteria uh, and uh, we're being successful as a result. And I'd like the idea of going back and looking at it and seeing it from year to year and making sure that uh, the, the money and the, and the jobs are being created. Because we never, ever had that in Tallahassee for a long period of time.
0: Thank you. Well, that concludes all the remarks on item 36. Can I please have a motion? Second. All in favor of item 36, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, let the record show 36 passes unanimously. And the only item left on our agenda is item number 40, and that is an item by Commissioner Ryan. It's a resolution of the Board of County, Commissioner, um, Broward County Commissioners to request that the legislature enact legislation Clarifying liability and indemnification obligations so as to facilitate tri-rail services into downtown Miami. Requesting that the Florida legislature identify this item as critical priority for the 2017 legislative session. And um, that's Commissioner Ryan, so would you like to take it away?
10: So for a number of years, there has been um, an effort to connect up the the tri-rail line, the western rail line. Uh, that provides commuter service with the FEC line on the east that uh, currently has just freight uh, but is um, soon to be launching uh, Brightline, which is a uh, high speed uh, passenger service with a limited number of stops. There'll be a stop, uh, well, it will, it will be initiated in Miami Central and downtown Miami. It'll have a stop in Fort Lauderdale, stop in West Palm Beach. Uh, that's the first phase. Eventually, it's scheduled to go to Orlando. Uh, But uh, much of the community that is involved in transportation has been moving towards a, um, a commuter service on the eastern rail line, which is very logical based upon the fact that that eastern line, the FEC tracks, runs into the downtown of Miami, the downtown of Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach. It also connects up with uh, Port Everglades, Port of Miami, uh, Port of Palm Beach, and the three airports in Miami and Fort Lauderdale on Palm Beach. Uh, part of that connection is facilitated by a link between the Western Rail Line Tri-Rail, uh, a link to the east that will connect up in Miami Central. Uh, the construction of that is currently underway and hopefully will be completed in approximately one year. Uh, there are some issues with regard to the liability and identification of the various rail lines. Tri-rail is a, uh, a public entity uh, that will need to be run on some private tracks, FEC tracks, for the connection and vice versa. Because uh, with uh, commuter service that eventually will be on the line to the east, the FEC line, it'll be uh, necessary to run some freight on the western line. So that'll be... Um, uh, FEC uh, going on the, uh, the public line of TriRail. So uh, this is just a resolution that asks the legislature to try to clarify the indemnifi- indemnity and liability language so that there is a level of certainty for the insurance coverage and the uh, retainage insurance retainage necessary so that we can move forward and um, complete this connection.
0: Vice Mayor Furr followed by Commissioner Geller. Thank you. Uh, I just
5: want to I strongly support this. Uh, I'm really glad Commissioner Ryan's brought this up very, very much I needed. I know original, when we were so uh, meeting at the uh, when we had the tri-rail uh, discussion that South Florida Planning Council had put together, this was high on the list of, th- <laughs> of things that needed to be um, dealt with before any, anything like a commuter rail could be uh, even considered um, And I and I, I look at that FEC rail as a spine for a tra- uh, For the for the transportation system for Broward County, and it can't go it can't get past until this gets there so I'm in strong support of this and I'm uh, happy to second it if it hadn't been seconded
0: Thank you Commissioner Geller
8: Thank you, Madam Mayor, I was just wanting to take a look, because we have page one and three in our agenda. We, page two is only on the screen. Um, The concern that I have on this, while it sounds great to say that we would like legislation clarifying liability and indemnification. I remember that there was a back uh, when, I forget the name of the proposed At the time, rail line that would have connected Orlando, Tampa, and areas like that. Um, What the railroad was, I'm sorry, what was that? Sunrail. Sunrail, thank you. What the railroads were asking for was a release from liability, basically having the state provide full indemnification. And it was something that had not been done before the legislature ended up voting against that. And if we're saying we would like some clarification, hey, I'm fine with that. I. But if we're going to be saying we want something that would be satisfactory to uh, Florida East Coast Industries, I opposed what they wanted. Back when I was in the legislature, I thought that it was abusive and legally unprecedented, and I would be concerned about about, uh, doing something here now. Now, since I don't think the legislature will particularly care What our resolution is, anyhow. I'm not going to make a big issue out of
4: it, but um,
8: I just want to. You know how to make a guy feel special on Valentine's Day. Thank you, Mr. Sorry. uh, I'd remind you how much attention both of us paid when you were there, but. um, but And and as a member of the House, it's even smaller. (laughs) May I
10: respond to uh, uh, Commissioner Geller's
8: inquiry? Yeah, I'm just, again, in closing, saying that. You know, as long as we're just asking for clarification, that's fine. I don't want anybody thinking that we're adopting anything in favor of what Florida East Coast Industries is asking for
10: the The language is broad, and um, I am not this does not necessarily say that the language that is in the current bill that is filed is what we're supporting, but rather the concept that issues with regard to liability and indemnification when you have one entity running on a, on another line is the clarification we're looking for because you know insurance companies they always want certainty they want to be able to assess their risk uh, and the county attorney can speak to it but um, you know we cannot do a, a waiver uh, we we cannot extend the, the sovereign immunity of a public entity to a private entity and uh, we are not asking that uh, the government pick up the expense for liability uh, in total for um, the, uh, the railroad, railroad operations on trirail.
0: Thank you. Do I have a motion? I said move it. Okay, all in favor of item number 40, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, let the record show that passes unanimously. At this time, that concludes our entire agenda for today. Nice see I'm getting you out in time so that you can go get those last minute gifts for your wives okay so we'll go on to well I don't shop for you on Valentine's Day sorry no I'm joking oh I'm not supposed to tell anybody? okay I'm sorry
1: I'm <laughs> sure I gave my presents to everybody, everybody I did I just so I opened me. mine.
0: Okay. I, took I have got lots of sweet stuff from Commissioner Rich. Okay, I'm going to give the mayor's report now. Last Wednesday, um, I was privileged to attend a Q&A session with the Charter Review Commission. And on Sunday, Calvary Worship Center in uh, West uh, Miramar. This is a church that was formed 16 years ago and was able to um, build enough capital um, to have their new building built two years ago, and it is amazing. Beautiful church service, very progressive, looks like a very nice, um, you know, upbeat church. Um, yesterday, oh, and I welcomed for the CVB the at the Pier Top Lounge the AMC Institute's International Conference. We've been having a lot of international conferences come here, and I've had the opportunity to welcome them. That was really great. Um, that they did that, and we also had the NAMWOLF, the National Association of Minority and Women-Owned Law Firms uh, conference here yesterday. Uh, And I was able to welcome them on behalf of the board as well. This is a non-for-profit trade association comprised of well-vetted AV-rated minority and women-owned law firms. And their mission is to help promote lasting diversity in the legal profession by fostering successful relationships among preeminent minority and women-owned law firms within the corporate and public entities. The last thing that I want to talk about is our BB&T Center because it rocks, and I mean literally rocks. I attended the Bon Jovi concert there on Sunday with my kids, kind of throwback to the 1980s for me, but um, new music for my kids. Oh yeah, that's right. You might remember John Lennon. Yeah, Bon Jovi's a little you bit too young for, for you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: in the suite. No, I bought tickets on the floor, but my kids. But they had new new music, so we were able to enjoy that together. But I just want to say that our arena has been booking some great shows. We're gonna have Bruno Mars in October, which I have tickets to. And in May, we're going to have Lionel Richie and Mariah Carey. Nice. I'm just saying, they're they're killing it, um, and I, I and I'm 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 patronizing them <laughs> by buying tickets. Um, okay. And then the last thing that I wanted to say is that, you know, I know that we tend to uh, put tragedies and put um, sadness behind us very quickly, but I do want to have those out there in the community please continue to pray. And remember the victims and their families from the FLL tragedy on January the 6th. Please keep them in your thoughts and prayers as people are still adjusting and trying to get back to normal. We can never forget. Um, With that, I'm going to move on to the commissioners for non-agenda. I'll start on my right with Commissioner Geller, none. Commissioner Holness?
12: Yes, on Saturday February, 18 from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Broad County's An- Animal Care and Adaption Division will have a rabies clinic for dogs and cats. The event takes place at Delaville Park, located at 2520 Sistrunk Boulevard, 33311 in Fort Lauderdale. For more information on the clinic, please contact Lisa Mendheim at 954 359 1010. Also on Saturday, February 18, the Lord Hill Town Center Library will have a tribute to the Negro Baseball League's event featuring former Negro Baseball League player of our very own Dr. Jorge Arenas Chico. There will also be re- recollections from baseball historians and collectors Archie Mc- McKeaton. The Lord Hill Town Center Library is brand new and is located at 6399 uh, West Oakland Park Boulevard, not very brand new. For more information on the event, contact Larry, Larry Holland at 954-357-6435. And Commissioner Bogan, I know you really wanted to send me away for, for some time. Uh, for a long time. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow I will leave on that trip to Nigeria, uh, West Africa for the visit Africa Trade Mission. We will visit Benin City and Abuja. The purpose of me participating is to bring attention to trade and other business opportunities for us. I'll participate in business to business matchmaking meetings, business forums, and will meet with the Minister of Industry and Trade and Investment, the Federal Ministry of Culture and Tourism, tour their oil refineries, attend an import and export fair, and meet with other Nigerian officials. And. Finally, let me just wish everyone a very happy Valentine's Day. And ask you live to the fullest each day with love and harmony. I love you all.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Lamarca?
2: That's a tough one to follow. Okay. You sang and he wished everyone, he loved everybody. Um, last Saturday, we celebrated our 61st anniversary in the city of Lighthouse Point with our Keeper Days celebrations, which is the celebration of the keeper of the light. Um, this Saturday, Deerfield Beach will be celebrating their 60, or I'm sorry, their 92nd anniversary with their Founders Day. If you want to see the parade, come on out at about 10 o'clock, and festivities carry through the weekend over on the beach. Uh, a couple of important legislative uh, advocacy trips going on. I uh, was pleased to join the Port Everglades advocacy team uh, last week in Tallahassee. I wasn't pleased to drive to, sorry, to Uber to Miami to walk to gate D60 only to get a plane to go to Tallahassee that we should be able to get out of Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. So we need to get blue. Uh, in Tallahassee, our mission was mainly to thank the legislators because it was committee weeks <clears throat> for the work that they had done on Port Everglades so, thus far and uh, maintain that the FDOT work plan remains in effect. Our plans are already within, they're, they're nested within that, so we need to keep that moving forward. Uh, coming up uh, in Washington, D.C., the National Association of Counties will hold its annual legislative conference on February 28th through the 1st of March, and I uh, chair the the uh, Finance Pension Intergovernmental Affairs Committee for our president, Brian Deloge, and uh, co-chair the... Large urban county caucus, so it'll be a lot of activities there. Uh, on March eighth and ninth, the yeah, Florida Association of Counties Beach Coalition uh, group that I am part of will go back to Tallahassee. Uh, hopefully, not going down through Miami, but I'm probably think that's going to be the way it's going to happen. Uh, to work on our beach renourishment issues, as you know, the governor has upped the beach renourishment fund to his ask to 127 million dollars, which is uh, a lot, considering we typically have about 32 to 37, but 77 of that uh, money is for beach repairs from Hurricanes Matthew and Hermine. So that <clears throat> the good thing is that would get our, our base up to 50 where we need it to, to be to finish all the projects in two years. Uh, Broward Days in Tallahassee is on <clears throat> excuse me, March 15th and March 16th. Uh, I hope everybody would attend. It would give you enough time to come back and celebrate Commissioner Ryan's favorite holiday. <laughs> um, that would be March 17th. <clears throat> Although I think we're celebrating it the week before.
0: Yeah. Okay. We
2: are we? Um, and my final uh, thought for the day is: I'd like to quote former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, "Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people."
4: So you were discussing events. <laughs> 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 and and That's average.
10: And then you refer to me.
5: Okay, Vice Mayor. I'm going to make sure I don't discuss people on this. That's for sure. Um, First of all, uh, have a good trip. And uh, I just saw an app that does the translating. All kind of. Hopefully, you can find that app so uh, you know you. No matter who you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And Commissioner uh, Marka, thanks for your work on the beach nourishment up there. Uh, We needed it. Your beach is up next. Uh, I know my beach is up next. That's why I'm happy you're doing what you're doing. Um, A couple things real quick. Uh, The the trash summits between the cities and the county are finished. Uh, we should be seeing uh, something in front of us on the Mar- on March 14th for to get a consultant to go to the next step. Thank you very much for all your work on that. I know that uh, it's been interesting <laughs> to pull it all together. But the fact that everybody's on the same page and kind of came to uh, a, gr- a consensus with- is very good. Uh, second, there's a big youth summit coming into town on Tuesday, February 21st. Uh, by the Children's Services Council, about 500 uh, local high school kids will be there actually debating youth issues and literally having debates all day long. Are you going? I am going. Good. Yeah, I'll be there all day. Uh, and it should be interesting. We, we've posed the questions to, to all the kids to have the debate, so they're going to have to They'll be uh, discussing those questions as, and backing up their their opinions, and it should be interesting. And then third, uh, last week, obviously I wasn't here. I know you all miss me. I did. Um, I, I, good. Terribly. Um, I did. I, you didn't. I know that. Sorry. He um, said he did. did. Oh, you did? Oh, I did. I did. It's oh,
8: nice. terribly.
5: Terribly. Uh, but we had a chance to meet with the Secretary of uh, with, uh, DCF and Juvenile Justice a and lot and discuss a lot of, it was a meeting of all the Children's Services Councils, and so uh, a lot, we had a chance to, to put a, a lot of our thoughts on the table, and it was, I think it was pretty successful, so it was, it was worth being there. And that's all I got. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Thank you. Oh, and thanks for exposing, telling everybody how I got my name.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love this. They loved it too? I know. They really love it then. Commissioner Ryan.
10: And my comments I'm going to start talking immediately about people. So, um, (laughs) Commissioner LaMarca, uh, your your passion for uh, beach renourishment has has been going on for years. Uh, What I would like to see happen this year. Uh, because we were challenged by Speaker Corcoran uh, to not hire lobbyists, but for the elected officials themselves to do the heavy lifting, I'm going to ask that you do your very best to get a meeting with Speaker Corcoran. Because although $127 million has been put into the budget by the governor, I don't believe the House budget um, has anything near that. So it would be uh, an important step, and I know that um, uh, your Shining face there in the speaker's office will will go a long ways uh, our lobbying team though may be able to get you you know a very prompt appointment there so hopefully uh, intergovernmental affairs will work with you as they have in the past uh, with regard to i'm going to stick with the people uh commissioner Holness uh, when you come back from Africa would you please bring us all just a small gift you know something nice uh, I'd like to have like a little hat or something like that it would really Pep me up some. Uh, also, I just want to mention that um, the city of Fort Lauderdale has a St. Patrick's Day parade every year, and it's on the Saturday preceding St. Patrick's Day. It will be on March 11th this year, and then on March 12th, the uh, Greater Fort Lauderdale Emerald Society will have a St. Patrick's Day breakfast. Thank you. Okay. So why is that
14: All right. Commissioner Bogan.
0: No.
4: no. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day, and uh, thank Commissioner Rich for the nice, thoughtful uh, chocolate. Have a good week.
1: Commissioner That's Rich. It? Wow.
0: Hey,
6: hey. He doesn't okay. want to have to extend the meeting <laughs> after twelve
11: right? thirty.
1: Okay. 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 So just a couple of things. Um, I too will be attending the Children and Youth Summit. I'm very excited about it. Uh, as uh, uh, Commissioner uh, Furr mentioned there are going to be uh, hundreds of students who are going to be there debating. And I am very, I'm especially proud of that because my daughter has spent the last over two years reestablishing debate in public high, in high schools in Broward County. And um, Cindy actually saw the young people at the big luncheon that uh, raised money for the debate program. And I have to say, it's a wonderful, uh, excuse me. Um, Mr. Lamarca, Commissioner Lamarca, I just want to say, him, wait, this, that, we, right, <laughs> um, That right. this is a great example of people working together across the aisle, because the two people that have worked with my daughter, in addition to the state attorney, are uh, former Senator George Lemieux and um, Attorney uh, Jean. McGee, uh, um, sorry, uh, with. McGee. No, no.
0: Oh, Clarence no, McGee. No, no.
1: Just a minute. Eugene Pettis. Excuse Pettis. Me. Eugene Pettis. Sorry. I agree with no, that. Anyway, uh, they've worked, you know, left to the right, and uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of students, and there, every high school, every middle school, and ten elementary schools have full debate programs. Um, and the Broward Education Foundation works to uh, raise money to uh, provide clothing uh, and uh, for the students when they debate, and to be able to go on the trips, the ones that can't uh, afford it. So it's really a a wonderful thing that's being done and a lot of these students are staying in school and going on to college which is which is fabulous um, I want to just mention uh, two things um, I attended the um, FISP, which is the Florida Initiative for Suicide Prevention Dinner last week uh, that was an organization nonprofit organization started by Harry and Jackie Rosen who had a tragedy in their lives uh, of, uh, suicide of a child and uh, this week they honored David and Debbie shop who uh, live in Weston who lost a child last year to suicide. And I just want to say that um, the work that they're doing is amazing. They also have gone into the schools and started these Hope Clubs for young people to relate to, to other young people who are maybe having some issues. Um, but there have been a lot of suicides. I think uh, I think it's 12 maybe right now since the beginning of, ye- of the year of uh, children in our schools. Um, so when we go up to Tallahassee, I want to make sure... That people understand that we cannot afford to have cuts in behavioral health, in mental health. And those these programs and, and these issues are on the chopping block in Tallahassee. And we need to make sure that our voices are heard there because uh, the, the problems are really astronomical in our communities and, and very sad, you know, particularly I think for young people at this at this point. The other thing that the governor has done in his budget, which I think everyone needs to know, since we do have a priority of affordable workforce housing in our uh, in, in our in our legislative priorities and in our fundamental principles and now they're beginning to talk a little bit about it in Tallahassee but the governor has cut or he has uh, in his budget they are he has recommended sweeping two hundred and twenty four million dollars out of the Affordable Housing Trust Fund. Now you know this has to stop. Um we you can't have this conversation about what to do about affordable housing like Jeff or Senator Brandis wants to have a task force. Well I can tell him just go right there, look there. That's that that's the most obvious thing that's going on right now. Uh, we talked about in our in our white paper that we that you all got, uh, $80 million over the last five years that Broward County lost because we sent the money up, and that's the, par- that's the discrepancy in what we got back. And if they're going to sweep another 20, $224 million to pay for a tax cut, uh, that is going to hit all of us, particularly in Broward County, since we are 67th of 67 counties in the disparity, the, the gap between... Low wages and high cost of housing. So uh, I think that it's something we really have to focus on, all of us that go up there uh, to talk to the legislators, uh, talk to the governor's office. And uh, I don't, you know, right now I haven't heard anything from the legislators saying that they're not going, you know, they're not going to consider sweeping that money. So we have to alert them to the fact that if they're talking about a problem like Jeff Brandis is then they need to realize that the problem rests right there in Tallahassee when you are sweeping money from a trust fund that is, it's a trust. It was created to fund affordable housing in our, throughout our state. So I'd just like to ask everybody to make sure you put that on your agenda when you're in Tallahassee. Thank you.
0: And Commissioner Rich, do you want to give out the number for our 211 Broward for the suicide prevention 24-7? Yeah,
1: 211. 211. Yeah, 211 is the number to call right thank you you're welcome very we're night. doing
6: a, we're doing a hope suicide event up in, uh, oh, in Coral Springs in Parkland in the next couple of weeks I'll get you the date on it but we do that every year because we've had some tragedies at Douglas High School very quickly I had a great opportunity with uh, mr. Sneezak and mr. Adair to tour the animal and adoption facility the new facility from the county it's really extremely well done uh, and it was a fun afternoon I had uh, also Work with the city of Fort Lauderdale and attended with the consulate general their be dedication and tree planting that they did a couple of days ago. And I thank them for including me in that. And just last but not least, since Commissioner Holmes, my friend, will be away, I know there's a 5K down cis drunk in a case. I'll run it and I'll wear a Dale is Everywhere t shirt. If you're out of town, I'll wear it for you. Not of Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Right? And if you get me two, I'll have my wife wear a Dale is Everywhere t shirt. Oh, Okay, perfect.
0: <laughs> okay. So, County Administrator, County Attorney, County Auditor. All right. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. This adjo- this meeting is adjourned.